feel what we can feel in this place. Amen. It's not only feeling, but it's by faith. Yes. Amen. I know, amen. He dwells in me because I can feel him there. Yeah. Amen. And what he has, uh, amen, helped me through. Amen. We can't complain. And sometimes we do, we complain too much. And uh, yeah. instead of counting our blessings. Come on, Adam. Amen. He's with me. He's brought me through a lot. You know, I was thinking, you know, sometimes I think about uh, the former days. But I don't dwell on the, the things that are not good to dwell on. That's right. But I dwell on the, on the things of God when He helped me through certain yeah. situations yeah. and, yeah. and right. circumstances and trials and troubles. Yeah. And sometimes we don't really understand yeah. even the things that He has done for us. That's right. uh -huh. I thank God for that. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, He put me here for a reason. Yes, yeah. sir. And you know, I'm glad for that. Amen. Sometimes we think, you know, oh, you know my, I did it my way, but no, no, no. Yes, if you're a child of God, there's only one way to do it, and that's yes. His way. Yes. Amen. And He'll put you in that place where you understand that this, this is His way. Yes. yes. The only thing for us to do is, amen, to obey. I, I thank God I'm here. Amen. Yes. My, my, my. I know uh, uh, God has something in store for me, not only yes. for me, but for you yes. all. Yes. All of us. Yes. Amen. So let's just believe God. Yes, yes. You know, we are uh, talking about promises. Yes. A lot of promises in His Word. And amen. You know, He'll fulfill each and every one of them. Just believe Him. Amen. It's like uh, Pastor Harold said, He's not a liar. God's not a liar. Yes. Amen. A lot of promises. He promised to, to, to give us the Holy Ghost. Yes. And He did. But you know, I believe one of the greatest promises that He promised us was life eternal. Yes. Yes. So let's lay hold on life eternal. Yes, amen. We're amen. just passing through this world, so <laughs> amen, right. let's just hope in Him. Yeah. Hope amen. in Him. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, all the uh, scripture in the Bible is for examples. And you think about uh, Father Abraham. All right. The father of faith. Yes. The Bible says when God promised him a, a child, and he, here he was, uh, childless, and his, his wife wasn't able to have babies. And, but the Bible says, against hope, he believed yeah. in hope. Amen. Amen. Against hope. Ooh, unbelief and doubt are against your hope. You still believe. You still no believe. God can perform that. Say that again. I believe God's going to help me. He's going to help you. Can you just walk with him? Yes. And just stay faithful. Amen. Hey, just stay my, faithful. My, my. Come to church. Yes. Amen. Pray and read the word. Yes. Amen. Seek him and whatever he tells you to do. Amen. Just, just do it. Amen. So I thank God for his Holy Ghost. Where he brought me from and where I am today. I thank God I'm in his church. Amen. That whatever things I go through, I don't go through it alone. Neither do you. So just hope in him. Every day we wake up. There's always hope. Yeah, that's right. Amen. There's always hope in Him. Amen. So thank God. I'm glad you're all here. Yeah. Yeah. I want to open this up to testimonies. Yeah. Whoever wants to amen, let's start with Brother Daniel. Amen. I want to stand up and give God all the glory. No matter what I, what I go through, I'm still going to be here. You know, I have every, every reason in the world to be able to turn back and move back out there in the road. But that doesn't do me no good at all. But brought me heartache, pain, <laughs> suffering. Nothing but hangovers, everything else that I right. done, you know, everything else like that, you know. But I stand here, give God all the all the glory, all the praise. Going through everything I've been going through, He's been giving me strength, not by my own strength, but by His strength, by His Spirit. You know, we want hope, you know, like you, like you said, you know, 
hope. We have a hope. That's the Holy Ghost inside of us. That's hope enough for us to keep moving on, keep going on, keep pressing forward. I want to give all the God all the glory, every every all the praise for everything He's done because there's not one thing in my life that He hasn't done good for me. Amen. He brought forth good Amen. out of every situation, everything that I've been through. You know, I just want to stand up, give God all the glory for everything, everything <coughs> in my life, everything in the church that's happening, everything is is all the work of His hands. So just trust in His process and keep moving forward, lean on the Holy Ghost. I love each and every one of you. I just want to stand up, you know, and let, give the devil a good slap in the face yeah. and say, I'm still standing here. Amen.
slash mm -hmm. testimony slash whatever you want to call it. Pretty sure every one of you in here knows my nephew here, Baby Courage. Yeah. Soon to be our future brother, Baby Courage. I'm claiming it because he loves the Lord. And I hold here an envelope on his behalf. It says to church. You ask him what his name is, he, he says church. Can't quite say it. So. From Church Zephyr. Says, thank you for your kindness and acceptance. Thank you for praying with him and for him. Thank you for letting him be a part of song and prayer. And thank you for helping him to learn the power of prayer. Amen. And there's a monetary donation of $500 wow. to the church. Wow. I want to thank you all on behalf of my nephew. For some of you know the things that he's gone through in the past few months, you know, and you know, we all know that when we're struggling and going through things that God is our comforter. And he spent a lot of time here in this church. And God, I believe, has begun to work in him because when he goes home, he makes them pray over their meal. <laughs> he hears music, boy, he'll stand up and Amen. praise and clap, and he hears the word church, and he lights up. Amen. You know, so God's going to use that little man right there, and he's going to bring souls in here. I believe that in Jesus' name. I want to extend a thank you as well on his behalf for, like it says, for accepting him, for showing him that love, for giving him that that uh, uh, family when his was in turmoil, if you want to put it that way. You know, but I, I'm, I'm grateful that he can experience this at such a young age. That's such a beautiful thing. And I, my prayer is that he grows up in this. What a testimony that would be to say he walked all his life with the Lord. Won't have to go out there and try all the foolishness and nonsense of the world but to say I've been an apostolic all my life. Amen. Amen. So I want to thank God Amen. for laying that on the person's heart to thank donate. Thank you all again for loving my nephew, son. Amen. I greet you all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Everybody say, God bless Brother Curry. God bless Yeah. You want to say amen, Sister Mona. <laughs>
through my errands and stuff here. I came home for a little break with my mom in the bathroom, and I heard my mom, she started singing, and I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a little thing she does, yeah. but it's so big to me, you know, it's so big for me, because it's just, I start to look at the little things, I thank you for all the time, and appreciate you for all of them. I just want to stand up and say, I love you, Jesus. back for more. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. The word of God is good. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> back for more. Here we go. Yes. Yes. Amen. Troublesome times are, right. are on their way. Yes. Yes. Amen. We need God more than ever. Yes. Amen. More to sustain ever. us, to keep us, to yes. preserve us. Yes. And that's what he'll do. Yes, sir. Amen. Can we serve a good God? Yes, we do. Yeah, it's good to see you all. I'll turn it over to Pastor Harold Marshall. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for your yes. Praise God. The Lord is definitely good. <coughs> Always good. And uh, I want to uh, say thank you to those of you that have uh, helped us prepare food and bring food over while Brother Craig and him are here. And then several of you, Sister Dina and uh, Sister uh, Martita and Julia came over one day and then Rich and Missy came over another day. And it's been a long time since I've eaten that good. Oh. <laughs> Praise God. Putting on a few pounds. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I purposely let my lawn grow a few more days longer because I knew I had to get out there and do some work on it. And I mowed it today. Just took my time mowing it because I knew I had to, you know, burn some calories off. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. But I want to thank everybody for everything that they've done to help uh, Sister Betty and I. And to, with some of the uh, food and everything, while well, Brother Craig has been here, it's been good. The fellowship's been good, and that's one thing that I that I really, uh, I guess I, I I enjoy. And uh, I grew I grew up when I grew up uh, for whatever reason why I, I spent a lot of time around my grandparents, and of course I lived with my. Uh, my uh, maternal grandparents for a few years, and um, so I guess uh, I got used to hanging around, if I want to say it that way, the old folks. But you know, when you hang around people that are your elders, there's just something about it, just being around that kind of environment that it does something to you. There's a lot of things I remember about, you know, my younger years, being in their presence and hearing a lot of things and even seeing that. And so I, uh, for, for whatever reason, I guess I really appreciate the fellowship that, that we have and that we experience. And, and it, you know what, we can't make it without fellowship. Amen. And, and that's the whole reason why God called us together 
could be in in his body and and in fellowship with one another and because we need it we need that we need that companionship we need that relationship and even when we are you know not in a place we need to be and we're struggling and we're going through certain things still a good place to be and to be able to be amongst you know uh, our our spiritual family our godly family the family of god and just to to because uh, we all have that in common and we all go through uh yes we all go through temptation we all go through trials we all suffer persecution we go through tribulation we go through the whole spectrum of whatever it is that we go through in, in this world but you know we're not alone that's what makes me feel good we're not alone first of all the lord is with us and then we have one another so that's what's really important and, and uh, thank god for that so praise the lord this is one place to be one place to be the house of god the family of god thank you jesus so i'm very thankful for that and thank you for everybody that's here tonight in this little fellowship it just seems like uh you know we get a uh, uh, people coming in and, and it just seems like sometimes it's, it gets a little crowded in here and then sometimes it gets a little you know it's the, the, the crowd is thin but you know I'm glad at least we have his presence here that's what makes a difference and thank God for the fellowship we have in him yes. and uh, just so um, blessed to, to be able to experience that so and uh We've got a lot of great things to look forward to. Amen. A lot of great things to look forward to. Amen. And what God is going to do here. It just, it just, you know, he'll, he'll keep us, you know, in a place that we need to be, but he'll keep us moving. And, and whatever uh, he leads us to do in the future, I believe it's going to be something that's going to be great. Yes. There's so much potential here. And the opportunity he's given us is going to be great. I was talking to a friend of mine today. Ran into him in Walmart. Uh, everybody probably, some of you probably know him, Gene Denau. Of course, he came, he's a native of White River. And, uh, and he worked for the university for uh, almost 30, 30 years, I think he said. Retired last year. But I ran into him today and, and he said, uh, he drove by last night, he got back from Standing Rock, he said yesterday, and he said, I drove by and I was coming down Cherry Street when I made that turn, he said, I drove by and I see, he said, wow, there's a lot of cars there at the church there. And he said, that's really awesome. He said, it looks like, it looks like you guys are growing. And I said, well, yeah, we, we are. In a sense, we are. So we have people come and go. He said, but that's really good to be able to see a lot of activity like that. Amen. And, and, uh, and then I told him about the possibility of us moving in next door. He said, man, that would be so great. He said, uh, that would be nice. It'd be, he said, and this is what he said. You, you, you folks have come a long way since you moved back. He said, because I remember when you had your services in the armory. I said, yes. He said, you folks have come a long way. He said, but you know what? I believe, he said, it's going to even get bigger for you. Yeah. I said, amen. It's going to. Yes. 
He said, but what, what you're doing there and the work that you're doing, he said, yes. He said, I believe it's going to, he said, it's going to be uh, successful. So that's coming from uh, somebody that is a, uh, doesn't know God like we know God. And that was really something for him to say that. And even his encouragement, you know, just to keep on going on. Amen. So if, if, if a person uh, that doesn't, you know, is not here and is not part of this body can sense that and feel that. I think we need to. I think we need to feel that. I think we finally need to recognize that. That's what we're here for. Great things are happening. Amen. Uh, in the presence of God and in this church, great things are happening. Great yes. things are taking place. Yes. Praise God. Thank God for that. Amen. So we'll uh, we'll be praying for our the work here and the potential we have. It's great. Amen. Amen. So give the Lord a hand clap this evening. Thank you. Turn it over for the service over to Brother Craig and thank God that all of you are back. Amen. All of you are back. Amen. The word has been good. Yes. The word has been good. Amen. Amen. And, and we've come back because we know we need the word. Yes. We need to hear his word. So we'll just go ahead and turn it over to Brother Craig this evening and he can take his liberty and minister the word of God. Amen. Are we not a blessed people tonight? Yes, we are. Blessed beyond human measure. I want to take a moment and just make a little sentiment so our pastor and say thank you for all of your good cooking. And uh, we've had the privilege of being able to put our feet under their dining room table and break bread with them. We don't take that lightly. We are just like the Lord in our ministry. We have no certain dwelling place. The car we drive is our home. So when you let us in, and you shake our hand and you feed us, we don't feel like we deserve it, but we ask the Lord to bless you for all your efforts. And thank you for allowing us to come to Vermilion and to preach to you. This is our ministry. This is our baby. And I don't, I have not acted or tried to treat you any differently than I would somebody in that Atlanta, Georgia, or San Antonio, Texas. I hope that I have carried myself in such a manner that when you see me, you see Jesus. Amen. 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 That really matters. Amen. Amen. Uh, you can meet me and forget me, and you've lost nothing. But if you meet Jesus and forget him, you've lost everything. That's right. And uh, we are humble. Thank you, Brother Harold and Sister Betty, for allowing us. Thank you. 
sleep and we have prepared ourselves for coming and I thank God for a praying wife. Um, she loves me, but then there's times she just flat out puts up with me. And there's been days when she's told me, you just need to go pray. Thank God. Yes. Amen. Well, I listen to her and I go pray. I don't just mumble, jumble around. I go and pray through. Yes, hallelujah. You can pray, but then there's always that moment you've got to pray through. Yes, sir. So I thank God for that. And I thank God that, you know, she still loves me enough to make eyes at me. Thank you, Jesus. Man, it's been uh, almost 30 years now. Hallelujah. And uh, I think she loves me now more than she ever has. afternoon in prayer but I got down and I listened that's the other side of prayer yeah. learning how to listen yeah. and so I got down and I began to listen and, and um, the Lord began to speak to me you know the presence of God doesn't come to us just for us to enjoy it yeah. it comes so we can impart yeah. those things of God to us and receive something and 
And so I, I jotted it down and I've got in the corner of uh, the sheet the time that it came to me, 2.10. And so before I preach, I want you just to open your spirit to this word. This is thus saith the Lord. This is thus saith the Lord. Abraham, somebody say Abraham, Abraham. was given a promise. There was a general promise that he was given at the age of 75 years old. Abraham's name means the father of a multitude. Paul said in Romans 4 and 1 that Abraham was our father. And so now he was titled with another part of that name, and that was Abraham, the father of the faithful. Romans 4 and 12 says that the father of them, speaking of Abraham, who also walk in the steps of that faith. And I hope you're listening. Just absorb the word of God. What was that faith? There were six characteristics of that faith. First one was he was not weak in faith. The second one was he considered not his own body. The Bible says now dead. He was a hundred years old and he neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. The fifth one was he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. And the sixth one was he was fully persuaded. That what God had promised, somebody say what God promised, he knew that God was able to perform. 75 years old, he promises God, I'm going to bless you. You will be a father of a great nation. Paul went on to say that that promise was not written for his sake alone, but for us also. But there was a minor problem. Sarah was barren. And then at that day and time in the Jewish culture, to be barren meant that you were cursed. That was the assumption, that you were cursed. Her womb was dried up. And sometimes if we're not careful, circumstances, whether good or bad, can be deceiving. You cannot gauge God by circumstances. But we do. We get discouraged. But don't get too over happy when God's blessing you. Because circumstances can be deceiving. Yes, sir. And so the promise comes. I'm going to be a father of many nations. And then here comes the voice of the enemy and says, what's your name? He says, it's Abraham. Abraham, what does that mean? That means I'm going to be a father of a multitude. And so the devil says, Abraham, how many children do you have? None. What's wrong with your wife? But God gave me a promise. So in the 10th year, somebody say the 10th year. 10 is symbolic of trial. The number 10 represents trial. In the 10th year, and this is the crux, this is the meat of this word. Sarah grows impatient. 
And she says, Abraham, I know God promised us that we would bear children and be a parents of a great nation, but it's not going to happen. Here's my maid. Go in unto her that I may obtain children by her. Begin to try to expedite and, and induce the will of God. So Abraham takes Hagar and he hearkens to the voice of Sarah. And because of Sarah's impatience, and Ishmael is produced. And this is what is said of Ishmael. He will be a wild man. That's what the scripture says. And his hand will be against every man. The Lord told me to tell this church, don't get impatient. Take the eraser of your pencil right now and erase every timeline that you have put in your carnal mind about the promises of God. I came here with a burden tonight because sometimes we have a hard time connecting dreams with reality. And sometimes our dreams are unrealized because of reality. But I wonder if we could lift our hands right now and say, God, I don't want to press the issue. I don't want to be impatient because I do not want to produce an Ishmael. You know what Ishmael did? When the promise finally did come, he began to mock Isaac. And you know who Ishmael is, don't you? If I called a name right now, you would recognize it. He comes from the seed of Ishmael. His name is Muhammad bin Laden. And they hate Christians, even to this day. And there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, in the United States right now. They are called Muslims. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't think that getting impatient about a promise will not hurt us because it will. Amen. Because you are at a threshold. You are stepping in. If you're willing, I don't know what percentage of this church will, but for those of you that are willing to step into a dimension that you don't see with natural eyes, but in the Holy Ghost, there's a dimension that God is challenging you to step into. Yes. Amen. Because he's preparing you. There is a battle coming. Amen. Souls will be won, but it will be at a price. It will be when you start coming here and pushing the plate back and spending prayer all night long. Amen. Hallelujah. We don't have the luxury to pray just when we want to. We don't have the luxury just to pray when we have the time. We better start making time. Because if that spirit of Ben Laden had come in 2001, to try to destroy America, it's still here. Amen. Let's love him right now. So, Lord, get that impatience out of my spirit right now, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all of this, I did not say pray for patience. 
That's not the word. But you need to get impatience out of your spirit. Because there's only one thing that produces patience. Tribulation worketh patience. And where some of you are right now, you know what's going to work for you? If you'll lift your head up, if you'll lift your eyes a little higher, shoot them hands in the air and say, listen here. I'm not going to get impatient, but while I'm here, I'm still going to praise God. I'm still going to magnify the name of the Lord. I'm not going to let it change my spirit. I'm not going to let it change my attitude. I'm going to praise God and thank Him that I'm accounted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. If you're sitting next to your wife or it's convenient, just reach over and just pray for somebody. Take take uh, 30 seconds right now. Just pray for somebody. Lord, we receive that word. God's preparing this church. God's preparing this church. God's preparing this church. God is getting us ready. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Kevin, for your honesty. Thank you, Brother Kevin, for just letting us into your heart. That's exactly what it's going to take. We've got our priorities in the wrong place. As people of God, sometimes we do. And I don't know why it is, but God always ends up on the bottom of the list. He needs to be moved to the top. So Lord, just help me to do that tonight. By faith, Abraham. And once I give this conclusion of that word to you right here, that's it. That's the word of the Lord. That's thus saith the Lord. The crux of it is don't let impatience cause you to lose out with God. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place, God has a place for you. It's a deeper place. It's a more powerful place. But it's going to cost you something. Yes. Which he should afterward, somebody say afterward, afterward, receive for an inheritance. Not before the Bible said Abraham obeyed. Yeah. But here's what happens. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. You obey God even when it doesn't make sense. Amen. Yes. You obey God even when you don't understand it. Yes, sir. You can't come to God with logic. That's right. Amen. You can't even come with common sense. You've got to come with faith. Yes. Get some roots. Yes, sir. Get stability. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, take the wishy-washy out of me. Amen. Take the pounce out of me and help me to peg myself down in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Some of you are going to start bearing fruit if you'll just plant yourself where God has you. I know the grass looks greener on the other side, but look out because sometimes it's been said that it's a septic tank. P.U. Let's love him right now. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Raha Tayabu Kishaya. 
you have your Bibles and would stand, join with me in honoring the presence of God, His living word, turn with me to the book of Exodus, the book of Exodus chapter 23. tired tonight. Sister Melissa was worried about what voice I have left. Sis, I feel you. Oh, but thank God for those musicians and singers for leading us into the presence of God every night. My gosh, I have been blessed. I've laughed and cried at the same time. It's been so awesome. Thank you very much. Amen. Let's see, while you're standing, Exodus 23, verse 20. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way, to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. There's an angel, there's an angel in this place here tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not just throwing out that to gain a response. I'm telling you, there's an angel in the room tonight. The Lord said, I sent an angel before thee to keep thee in the way, to bring thee into the place. Somebody say, I have a place which God has prepared for me. Beware of him, obey his voice, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. Ooh. But if thou shalt not indeed obey my voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies. I'm sorry, but if thou shalt indeed obey my voice, do all that I speak, then, somebody say then, then. I will be an enemy unto your enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. Amen. For mine angel shall go before thee. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know what I believe that angel is doing? Amen. He's taking a measuring line. Amen. And he's measuring the city limits of Vermillion, South Dakota. Amen. sizing this thing up. God's getting ready to do something for y'all. That's a southern word, y'all. But he's getting ready to do something. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. He's going to bring unto thee the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. He said, when he does, I'm going to cut them off. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them, and quite break down their images, and ye shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless thy bread, thy water, and I, I will take away sickness from the midst of thee. Amen. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Wow. What a promise. Living stone, Amen. you have an awesome promise right now. I will send my fear before thee and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come and I 
will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite from before thee. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year. The Lord saying, don't worry about timelines. Just walk by faith. Amen. Lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. This is where I want to take the title of my message tonight. By little and little, I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. I believe what, what Gene Thanout said just bore witness. Amen. And if a man without the Holy Ghost can see that. Ah. Yes, sir. Not your neighbor and say, what's wrong with us? For a little bit tonight, I want to preach little by little. Little by little, let's pray. Father, we need you one more time. Touch our bodies. Touch my voice. Lord, these words carry with it that import and that weight of eternal dividends, divine properties. Whilst it goes forth, even this evening, it will heal. It will unlock prison doors. It will release, Lord, faith in this place tonight. To heal tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We bleed your blood over us right now. In Jesus' name. Take your Bible, put it in your left hand before you're seated, and just wave your hand to the Lord. And once you've done that, you can be seated. Hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, Brother Harold, for holding on. My God. Thank you for allowing us a few nights on this venue to be able to come and hear from the word of the Lord. <clears throat> what is taking place is there is a conquest of Canaan that is being laid out. And the watchword in all of this is promise. And basically it amounted to this. The Lord said, wherever you put your foot, Wherever you've got backbone to put your foot, that's where I'm going to give you. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Amen. And the children of Israel looked at him and said, Really? <laughs> kind of like we do. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, gee. <laughs> Verse 20 said, The place which I have prepared. <laughs> I would, Sister Betty, for just a moment, if God would allow me to go in the Spirit and see vermilion through God's eyes tonight. It would kind of be like what Elisha said to his servant. Hey! Don't worry about all the chariots and horses. And he said, God, do something for me. Touch his eyes and let him see your glory that's around here. And the Bible said he looked around and saw nothing but chariots of fire. Oh, 
reality for what it is. In terms of growth. Do you feel like that you're growing fast enough? If you're not, don't worry about it. One night wonders fall just as fast as they sprout. Fruitfulness. How many of you like to be successful? I do. I'm very competitive. I'll let you win just so you can brag. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, I might, you know, juke and jive, and you think I'm going to juke when I jive you, and you're still standing there, and I've already laid it in the hoop. Little <laughs> Chuck Lineman like that one, huh? <laughs> I can already see the wheels turning here, brother. <laughs> but am I growing fast enough? Am I fruitful enough? Am I successful enough? Uh -huh. And if we're not careful, you overthink. Yes. Have you ever done that? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, we have. Amen. Well, I don't know. We talk ourselves into it. In the same breath, we talk ourselves out of it. That's right. Right. And then the vulture of comparison comes down, oh. lights upon our shoulder, sinks his talons into our faith, and says, you'll never see it. He comes when you're most vulnerable, Brother yeah. Paul. Yeah. He comes when you're tired, yeah. and you're exhausted, yeah. and you're weary. Yeah. He doesn't just talk to the saints. Yeah. He talks to the men of God. He talks to the pastor's wife. And he tries to get us to start fearing the things that we cannot understand. But I want us to realize something tonight. There's nothing to fear as long as God is in control. Put your measuring sticks away. Oh, I know this for a fact, not that because he's told me, but because I pastored and you've always got somebody. There's more people probably than we realize yeah. that would love for you to fail yeah. than see you succeed. Because yeah. the moment you don't come to church, they'll be saying, uh-huh, I knew they wouldn't last. Let's go over and stick a bud in their hand, them bunch of hypocrites. Put the measuring tape away. Paul said, you better not measure yourself by those that compare themselves with one another. He said, by measuring themselves, he said, and comparing themselves, they are not wise. Some of you will never be as tall as I am. But don't get envious. Because I don't envy you for being that short. happy with who you are tonight, you're happy in your skin, just wave your hand and say thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil define whether or not you're growing. Yes. Don't let the voices of hell tell you, well, living stone, they're a bunch of hypocrites. That's his opinion. That's right. You're the one that's in here. You know better. Yes. Growth is not measured with a set of scales or rulers. 
sometimes what the devil doesn't see is growth that is internalized. One aspect of growth is measured physically. Brother Kevin, do you think every one day you might hit six foot tall? <laughs> Just trying to draw a comparison here. Probably not in the physical, but in the spiritual, you could be ten foot tall and bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah. So there's growth that we measure physically and by observation. One time, there was a group of painters said to me, my goodness, you're the tallest Mexican we've seen. <laughs> I just look down at them. But the other aspect of growth is measured internally. That's where you don't see it. It's called maturity. It's called interaction. It's called relationship. In other words, you have a relationship vertically. And you have a pipeline to God. So when the devil comes at you, you don't turn tail and run. Yeah. You face off with them and say, listen, you can't scare me like you used to scare me. I'm a little older and gone there. Say never confuse growth with increase. Yes. Never. Trepidation, intimidation. The magnitude of a promise and purpose can be overwhelming. Abraham, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. That was the vision that he received. But it didn't happen for 25 years. Yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, promise can be overwhelming. Yeah. But don't fret and overburden yourself with timelines. Amen. Amen. You read in our text tonight that expansion too quick or as we would like is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you when we want it. Sister Amber, when we pray in our selfishness, we wanted it yesterday. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. And God didn't do it, so <laughs> he must not love me. Yeah. Oh, come on. Come on. If he didn't love you, you wouldn't be here. That's right. Tell the devil, shut up. Yes, sir. God loves me because I'm here. Yes. And in the process of all of this, I'm learning to love him. Yes. Little by little. Little by little. So the writer says expansion too quick is dangerous for you. He said, if I drove out your enemy in a year, he said, you wouldn't know what to do with the land. Uh. He said, so I'm keeping the beasts of the field there so they can take down all the weeds, graze over, so you won't have to bring your lawnmowers and cut everything down. I'm using the enemy to bless you. God can do that. I'm going to take the harness and I'm going to let them go before you. Praise God. So just take a deep breath and say, God's got it all under control. Amen. There's a danger in possessing too quickly. Come on. Ha-ha! Come on! Preach it! Hallelujah! So what we need to do is take the timelines down, tell the devil he's still a bald-faced liar, but we're good and ready. We're going to have revival, and by the grace of God, I'm going to get there. I'm going to help the man of God. I'm going to help the song leader. I'm going to help the ministry team. 
shows that you must increase and grow to inherit all that he has promised you. You just can't go through things. You've got to grow through things. Yes, sir. Don't be so quick to get out of a trial that you don't get anything out Amen. of the trial. Amen. Oh, Lord, I thought you loved me. Why another valley? He's getting you ready. Yeah. He's getting you ready for what? For a blessing. For revival in your family. Yeah. I know I don't have to scream like this, but the Lord, does it ever feel good? Scream it. Scream it. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, faith never dulls pain. Grow up and just get a spirit that says, it doesn't matter how much it hurts. I'm still going to have faith in God. It doesn't matter if I'm the last one in line, as long as I'm in line. Here's another one. Here's another high burner. True faith never demands an explanation. Oh, why, God? Why, God? Why, God? That's good. True faith. How many of you feel like you have faith tonight? Yeah. You should never ask God why that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> How come, God? Job said, who has the right to question him? Nobody does. Faith never dulls pain. Yes, Suck it up and keep living for God. Yes, sir. Oh. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, keep praying for me. Keep praying for me. And I'll keep praying for you. I'll keep praying for you. Now look at somebody different and tell them, say, whether or not you like it, I need you, you like and you need me. Every one of us tonight is going through a process. Yes. You know what a, you know what a, a process is? I'm getting excited here. A process is a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Process involves change. You can't stay on the pew. Ten years later, you're still fighting nicotine and alcohol. That's not change. No, sir. You're still fighting holiness and submitting yourself to authority. That's not change. That's self-will. Yes. That's bullheadedness. Come on. I ain't going to let a man tell me what to do. Then you probably won't be saved. That's it. <laughs> My pastor's been texting, calling, good, checking on me. He said, you've been taking it easy and taking care of yourself? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we get up here and preach like a wild Indian. Yeah. All right. <laughs> change is part of process. But you know how you come through change? By trial and error. Yes. There will be moments when you fall flat on your face. Yes, that's right. The difference between success and failure is this. When you fall down, don't stay there. Press yes. yourself off and say, I've got to get back up again. I will get back up again. So there's transition. You're in a transition. I really feel that. I wrote that down and I put it in orange highlight. Transition. You're moving into another dimension. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. But here is the key. If you and I fail the process, then we hinder progress. Yes. Amen. You want the church to grow? Start doing your part. Amen. Hallelujah. You should be the one here at 6 o'clock praying. Not stumbling. Can I go ahead and say this? I know I'm not a pastor. I'm not going to try to pastor, but you should be the one to be here at 6 o'clock praying. Yeah, come on. Not stumbling in at 625. Yeah. That's good stuff right there. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. I know we don't like it, but so Slice and Hallelujah. Here it is. You've got a calling. You've got a calling. If you believe you have a calling, lift your hand. Absolutely. You, uh, you feel like tonight you've got a calling. You're called. Yes. Raise your hand again if you really believe that. I'm called. I have got a calling upon my life. All right. Good deal. We established that truth tonight. You have a calling. Your calling is going to be met with an encounter. Yes, sir. This is where it's going to get real. An encounter is an unexpected meeting with confrontation. Yes. Come on. Confrontation's going to afflict your body. Uh -huh. Confrontation may afflict your mind. Yeah. Confrontation might try to drive a wedge between a husband and a wife. Mm -hmm. Confrontation might try to drive a wedge between the saints and their pastor. But you are going to be met with an encounter because God wants to see what you're made out of. Amen. The truth about an encounter is it's difficult and hostile. Yeah. Somebody say, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because here, here's where some are at tonight. And I say this in the love of God. That's all right. Some of you need to stop listening to the voice of dysfunction. Yeah. Amen. What do you mean by that, Brother Craig? Thank you for asking. That means that you can't Keep running from all your problems. That's right. Amen. Amen. Geographically, we run here and we run there and we go from north to south, but all we're doing is carrying all that baggage with us. So we find out that when we leave Romaine and we went down to Yankton, we still have problems. Yep. You know what God's trying to get you to do? He's trying to get you to change. Amen. But you'll never change what you're not willing to confront. Come on. Plant your feet and say, devil, take your hands off my family. God broke that generational curse a long time ago. My babies don't have to be alcoholics. That's right. My babies don't have to be bound on drugs. Hallelujah. We run the other way, we look the other way, and we're so passive, we just let the devil steamroll. Yeah. Uh. You ought to get some backbone about you and my say, my. Come, come on, on. encounter. Come on. Because I want to grow in God. Yeah. 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 Encounters change your spirit, they change your perspective, and they change your attitude. Yes, sir. You don't believe me? Ask Moses. Mm -hmm. He spent almost 40 years tending the sheep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're not even his. Yeah. <laughs> he belonged to his father-in-law, Jethro. Yeah. 40, almost 40 years. 
until one day, Brother Edwards, one day, he's moving around there and he's trying to keep everything together. And when he realizes where he's at, he's standing below Mount Horeb. Somebody say the backside of the desert. That's what the Bible called it. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. He came to and he was on the backside of the desert. He led that flock there. I believe it was the Lord that led him there. Yeah. Because the next thing you find is Moses, his attention has been focused on a burning bush. He's watching. And all of a sudden the boy speaks to him. Moses, take your shoes off because the ground thereupon you stand is yeah. very holy. Yeah. Yeah. He takes his shoes off and he goes up to the bush and he realizes that it was said the other night the bush is not being consumed. Yes, yes sir. Somebody say on the back side of the desert. Yeah. On the back side Some of us don't like the back side. Yeah. We want the limelight. Yeah. We want the mountaintop. Yeah. We want the blessing. Yeah. We want all that God has for us. But God, don't take me to the back side. The Lord says, I've got to. See, our concept of serving God sometimes is a misconception. That's right. Yeah. If the Lord's pressing you, it means He loves you. Yes. Amen. And He's preparing something for you. Yes. How many feel pressed tonight? Yes. Let's just lift your hand. Thank God for it. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is preparing you. The bush is burning. It's not consumed. God calls out. He says, Moses, this is a refining fire. Mm, I'm preparing you little by little. I'm hammering away. I'm chipping away. I'm filing away. And I'm going to have to put you in a furnace, son, but I'm doing that because I love you. Amen. So he heats up the furnace and he throws us in there. And we like to complain about it. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, preparation precedes blessing. Yeah. Why? Because it equips and it qualifies. Yes, sir. Come on. I don't know why it was that Moses <clears throat> was prepared in the palace to lead in the desert. Yeah. When Joseph was prepared in the desert to lead in the palace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Joseph and I'm not Moses. But the truth of the matter is this. You're not me and I'm not you. Amen. Your trial's going to be different than mine. Yeah. So stop your whining. Yeah. Want a little cheese with that mind? Come on. Somebody say stop your whining. Stop. And understand this. God's called you to do something. And he has confidence in you. He knows there's potential here. So let us stop whining. Let us square our shoulders. And say here I am God.
seven sons passed before the man of God. And you know what I find kind of funny, Brother Harold, is almost everyone, when you read it, that comes in front of Samuel, he wants to take that horn and just pour it. He just, just, what's the Lord said, no, 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 the Lord rebuked Samuel. He said, Samuel, my God, man. He said, I don't see the way you see. You look on the outward appearance. I'm looking at the heart. Amen. So I've got a form of qualifications, amen, that you don't have. So just trust me, man of God. So he says, is this all your sons? All seven come? He said, no, there's one more. Where is he? Tending the sheep. Given where he might have been in the fields and the pastures tending sheep, he could have been anywhere from a half mile to 23 miles away. But the man of God says, go get him. We'll not sit down until he gets here. Let's just say, for story's sake, that he's 23 miles away. How long does it take you to walk 23 miles? I don't know, five, six hours? So they wait for the man of God. Here he comes. Smells and stinks like sheep. Hasn't bathed in a few days. Looks pretty ruddy. He walks in and shoo. Goodness. Somebody say P U. <laughs> Comes before Samuel and the Lord says, There he is. There he is. Pour the oil. David, the peasant sheep herder, fetched from the fields. Oh, I love this. Gives me hope. There's hope for me. Yes, sir. The Lord commands Samuel, anoint him. He will be the next king. But hold on, David, you cannot occupy that office just yet. Preparation must be made. I can't just put a title on you and a crown on you. You've got to grow into that position. Amen. It's not a place to take lightly. And if I was just to cut a title and give it to you, he said, you'd fall flat on your face. He said, you will get there. Somebody said, he will get there. He will get there. Little by little. Little by little. Yes, sir. The framework of that peasant sheep herder could not handle the weight of the scepter. Wow. David, I'm going to prepare you, but here's how I'm going to do it. I cannot do it without sending you opposition. Commander-in-chief comes at a price. A consecrated ruler in addition to these earthly powers and at that being the king of Israel has an awful claim to respect and obedience. And quite honestly, David, you're not ready for it. You'd be so braggadocious about what you've done and not what I've done as God that you would forget who I am. So David, take me by the hand and hold on. Because here we go. He's out tending to the sheep one day. I don't know that he's plucking on the harp or what kind of instrument he might have been playing. Maybe he just sings, and all of a sudden, here's a lion amongst the herd. And he could have watched that lion, and he could have watched that lion drag an innocent sheep out of the fold and say, oh, well, these are dads. They're not mine. One loss. We can count that. They won't notice it at the sale barn. It's less than 10%. Everything's good. But instead, something came over him. He's watching that lion head the other way with that lamb in his mouth. 
Can you imagine running down to a lion? And I know it must be possible. Because I read here several, two or three months ago, where a man in Colorado killed a mountain lion with his bare hands. Yeah. But something came over David. And he said, those sheep are not my sheep. And the Bible said he began to run after the lion. And he snatches the sheep out of the mouth of the lion. But he doesn't leave it there. He takes the lion by the beard. And the Bible says he kills him. Think about that for a moment. Some of us see a skunk and we run the other way. <laughs> so he's out there again. And pretty soon here comes the bear. This is all preparation. Somebody says he's preparing us. Preparing us. Some of you are right there. I want you to lift your hand right now. Wow. I want to be careful how I say this, but maybe I'll mention the disclaimer simply because I know there's probably a chance this will go out on a podcast and you'll hear the echo of a CD or the echo of the voice from this podcast, but I'm going to tell you quite honestly here tonight, my gosh, let's lift our hands one more time. There is an angel in the house tonight. No, we're not weirdos. I do believe in divine visitation. I do believe in ministering spirits that are sent in angelic form. There is one here tonight. Whose voice are we listening to tonight? Whose 
voice are we listening to tonight? Are we listening to the naysayers? Are we listening to the backsliders? Are we listening to the doubters? Are we listening to the unbelievers? Or are we listening to God that says little by little? I'm going to bring you into that place. I am going to have a move of God. You may not throw my leaps and bounds at first, but I am preparing you. I am setting you in a place where you're at. And little by little, I'm going to anoint you. You will be used for my purpose and my kingdom and my glory. Don't look to the right or to the left. Just keep your eyes upon me. through loss.
tired of mamas in here that have lost babies. They didn't break forth from the womb, but you lost them. And you've tasted that side of it. My Lord. But here's the reality of it. God is preparing you. Because there's no resurrection without death. Yes. And the devil is trying to move in in that moment and tell you, my God, you're a million miles away, man. What are you doing praising God? You know what you're doing? You're working on God's spirit to come in and start to perform a resurrection. Yes. Amen. Don't let where you're at right now define your moment. Amen. The season is necessary. It is not final. Yes. So right where you're at, you may not be feeling well tonight, but I'm going to challenge you in the Holy Ghost. Upon the Word of God, if you'll just lift your hands. I'm done tonight, but I wonder if we can walk again into a place in God right now that God wants to move for you.
how much to do it tonight. In your impatience, you feel like you've got to kick doors down. Listen to me. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. If you will humble yourself to the Lord, you won't have to kick any doors down. This will open up for you. Amen. Stop sizing God up. Stop measuring Him. Oh, come on. With your finite mind. With your measuring tapes of unbelief. Hallelujah. Restoration is coming. Restoration is here. Hallelujah. I'm going to do it little by little, but nevertheless, God has already started here. And I honestly feel like tonight in the Holy Ghost, I'm going to name some things here. And I'm not just shooting from the hip, but I feel in the Holy Ghost some things that you've been struggling with. Nobody else but yourself about your situations. And if you will fess up to your mistakes, God will pull you out of that place. <coughs> Please, I, I, I'm begging you in the name of the Lord and the fear of God. Beyond what I sense in the Holy Ghost tonight, this is not logic, this is not hearsay, this is not something that I'm understanding in the flesh, I just know in the Holy Ghost, don't get out of the ark of safety. What are you going to do about your babies? You stand a chance, you give yourself a chance if you'll stay in church. You'll stay where the fire is burning. Yes, we've all failed. So I'm telling you tonight, child of God, stand back up. Come down to this altar and say, God, here I am. Oh, my Jesus, here I am tonight.
afraid of what's going to happen when you get home. Just trust God tonight. Just trust God tonight. Hallelujah. Lord, bring back the new. Let it bring back the new again.
step into that dimension that you may even feel apprehensive about, but God is going to lead you. God will do the impossible. He's going to restore some things in your family and your children, but it must start with you. The cloud of despair is going to lift you if you walk in the ways of God. Activity in the spiritual realm that we can't even comprehend tonight. But I feel like through the word, a lot of things, a lot of strongholds were brought down tonight. Praise God. Amen. And that's the area that we 
and you can see things happen. And when, when, that, when that takes place and the word of God is fulfilled, we're going to see it. We're going to see the changes in, the, in, in this realm. We're going to see it in you. We're going to see it in your faith. We're going to see it in your home. We're going to see it in your your life and your your families. But you know, here's the thing. God wants you to get a hold of what He's willing to give to you. What He's willing to impart. There's, there's so much sometimes doubt that we just don't want to reach for those things. We don't want to lay hold of them. God has given you the opportunity. He's given you the opportunity to come and to receive these things and to let Him move for you. Praise God. And you're going to see it happen. You're going to see it take place. Praise God. That's what He wants you to do tonight. This is yours. What He has for you is yours. And you just need to you just need to reach out for it. Receive it. Receive it. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord is good. Amen. Thank you for coming tonight. Thank you for allowing yourself to come and hear the word. And let's heed the, the words of the scripture when James said, let's not be a forgetful hearer. And let's not just be a hearer of the word only, but let's be a doer of the word. Take what we've heard tonight and let's, let's ingest it and let's let God move for us. Service tomorrow morning, prayers at 9.30 and of course Sunday school at 10 o'clock. And then our uh, another service tomorrow evening. We're just going to pray, see God, do what we can to allow His Spirit to move in us. And amen. Let Him work in us. Let's see what God has in store for us. Amen. Let's see what He has in store for us. Thank you very much for coming tonight. We're all dismissed in Jesus' name. Greet one another. Amen. Hallelujah.